Hey, it's your host, Rob Kohansky. Welcome to Local First Podcast, where I interview local business owners, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to tell their inspiring stories about them and about their business so you can learn more about them. Just a reminder, this podcast is made possible by Home Solutions Realty. I'd really appreciate it if you would forward the podcast by sharing, subscribing on iTunes, and leaving reviews and recommendations for future guests and topics. I want to hear from you. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to another episode of Local First Podcast. Uh, on this episode, we have Kelly Andrew of Filament Communication. Welcome, Kelly. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's glad to have you on the show. Thank you so much. And uh, Kelly's going to be part of the, the October list of entrepreneurial women and women in leadership. So it's really going to be a great series to um, have uh, all these exciting episodes in one month. So let's go. Let's get started. The audience gets to know a little bit more about you and your business. So give us a little bit of backstory. Where'd you grow up and what do you enjoy doing in your spare time? Sure. Um, I grew up in a small town called Evansville here in Wisconsin. Um, grew up on a farm. So I was the kid who rode the bus to school and got home and walked over and fed the calves and showed dairy and pigs at the 4-H fair in Rock County. Is that where they make the sausage up, Evanville sausage? Um, no, I don't think so. No? No. Well, I might be thinking of something else. The claim to fame, um, there's a there was a business there called VP, Varco Pruden. They make metal buildings around the oh. world, and that was my co-op job in high school. I was okay. going to be an architect, so it was a, a good experience. Okay. But yeah. What do you like doing in your spare time when you're not working? Oh, when I'm not working, right? <laughs> <laughs> I had to put that in here. Um, I love to cook. Um, I love having people over and just enjoying friends and family. Um, I make jewelry. Not a lot of people know that, but hobby of mine. And I love to read and hang out with my cats at home. <laughs> what's, what's your favorite meal to cook? Ooh, that's a good question. I, I make I, a I mean, love to cook too. I make a mean chicken tikka masala Chico that um, I didn't even know I liked it. I had a roommate when I first bought my house here in Tosa and she made this recipe and made me a believer and I've made it ever since. Uh, I'm going to have to reach out to you to get that recipe. <laughs> nice. So tell me a little bit of what you do at the Filament Communications. Sure. We are an inbound marketing agency, and a lot of people have no idea what that means, so that's okay. Uh, we work with businesses to help um, kind of combine their sales and marketing efforts to make them more effective. So, you know, on the front end, get more people to be aware of them and go to their website and learn more about them, but then also convert those visitors into leads Um get exchange information so that we can communicate with those leads, um, help them shorten their sales cycle um, through a lot of content. So the tactics that we do every day are blogging, social media posting, um, online advertising, um, creating downloadable content, all those kind of things. But yeah, strategy, strategy. bigger picture strategy. Okay, what, what led you to get into this, this field? Um, that's a great question. So before this, I was in nonprofit management for about a decade. And when you're in a nonprofit, you tend to wear a lot of hats. So I had some exposure to traditional marketing, billboards, writing ads for radio and TV, um, early Facebook use. So, you know, before 
I don't know, it, it was very different 10 years ago when you could get a lot of organic traffic and Facebook for business was just starting. So I got a taste of marketing there. Um, decided to start my business, which has always been a dream um, because I thought I could help local businesses. So the, the startups and the independent owners who are just, you know, they're working so hard and they're doing a great job, but they don't always have time to even think about how they're marketing themselves or what they're, how people perceive them online. Um, that's really our goal. Nice. So what has been some of your biggest challenges since you've uh, started Filament Communications? Oh, my biggest challenges. I mean, there's so many, and I think everybody who starts a business probably deals with cash flow issues at some point. And, you know, when do I hire the next employee? Is it the right time? Can I afford it? So employment things. Um, I think the biggest challenge, though, that we may not talk about a lot is kind of the head junk that when they say entrepreneurship is a squiggly line, it's so true of one day you're really up and you're excited and you sold something and your clients are happy and all is wonderful in the world. And literally that same day, something could happen where you're like, I'm the worst. I, I'm never going to be successful. How am I going to do this? So I think learning how to deal with the head junk and not let it get in the way of growth has probably been my biggest, biggest challenge. Biggest challenge is listening to that little voice in your head, knowing when to listen to them and knowing mm -hmm. when to shut them off. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you could go back in time, the start of your business, what advice would you give your younger self? I have really benefited from coaching in my time as a business owner. And I think I would start that sooner. I would just dive in and not, not that I ever really thought like I know everything and I know better, but getting the support and not trying to do it all by myself and struggle through it and keep struggling through it, seek out um, experts to help me earlier. Earlier. Mm -hmm. That's all. That's good. That's good advice. So what are three to five things that the listeners need to know about you and your business and why they should come to you? Good question. Okay. Number one, you got to start today. The internet is not going anywhere. It's getting bigger and it's getting more difficult for people to find you every day and your competition is out there. So you have to just start. Just if you don't have a website, get one. If you have a website, but you're not really using it or putting new content on it, you really need to be there because the effort of what you do is cumulative. So the little things that you start doing today are going to add up and help you have a sustainable model in the future. So that's number one. Uh, number two, for us, it's all about strategy. So in marketing, people often get so overwhelmed with the hundreds, if not thousands of tactics that they can do. You can blog, you can do social media posts, you can do video, you can do, you know, you have to focus on reviews, you have to do email marketing, you have to do all of these things. But if you dive in and just start doing them for the sake of doing them without really thinking what's my purpose behind this and how is it going to help my business? It's a huge time sucker and, and frankly, a money, a money pit too. And I think the third thing I would say is today in marketing, you can and should be tracking results. There's no question. Um, there's data behind everything. So if you're not really looking at what's my return on investment, um, 
how successful are my online marketing efforts, again, you're probably going to be wasting some money. So start today, have a strategy and track your results. I've learned that the hard way a few times, more than a few times. And and when I first got started where you just throw money at it and then you're just like, you're not getting results and not tracking the results. And next thing you know, you're 500 to $1,000 in a hole and and nothing, and nothing, no return on it. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. All right, let's go back in the time machine again. When you thought, wow, I'm making a difference. This means something to me. Tell me a story. Mm. So I, at my prior job, before I started the business, I had built a small team. And on the day that I left, that I you know finished and was starting the business, they all, they took me out to a bar and sat me on a stool. And each of them had written kind of a letter or an ode or a poem or something. And it was the coolest thing to see these humans that none of us had known each other before then, um, but we'd worked really hard together and and really had an impact on where we were, kind of come together and say, like, you did this, you brought us here, and um, that really meant a lot to me. So starting the business was always a dream, and of course, having a successful, profitable business is part of my dream, but also it's about building a team that is happy, likes their jobs. That's one thing that makes me crazy is when people say, oh, I hate my job. I'm blah, blah, blah for years and years. Like, Yeah. And you build a culture that people want to be around. And and that seems to be a theme today. Everybody I've talked to that is building a culture that people want to be around and be a part of. Yeah. So I think, you know, all of us business owners, we do something, we have a product or service that we're here to serve and, and change the world in that way. But I, I also think it's really about the people that we allow to have a good life and, you know, pay fairly and have them come to work and enjoy their job and just live a little bit better. I like that. What are some of the day-to-day practices that have contributed to your success and happiness? I try every morning to have some time for myself. Um, I walk on the treadmill, I do a little meditation, I read a little bit, I journal a little bit, I have my coffee, I talk to the cats. Um, And I think it took me a while to be okay with that pace. Um, Coming out of a, a, you know, more structured environment, it really, it actually took me years to not be like, you have to be at the office at 7.30 and, you know, be ahead of the day and whatever. So that has really let me calm down and I think approach my day better, just having time and not feeling like I'm in a rush. Clear your head and start off good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The caffeine's nice. probably also but, a big part yeah, of that. Yeah, that works. But. That works. <laughs> Got to have that cup. Of, uh, yep. Are there, is there any particular book or quote that has guided you? Right now I'm rereading a book called The One Thing, Jay Papasan. The One um, Thing? The One Thing. Gary Keller? Yeah. Yeah, Gary and Jay. So they talk about, you know, really diving down and figuring out what's the one thing, most important thing to focus on every day. And I think they say it's the thing that if you do it, everything else Else becomes becomes easier or unnecessary, easier or unnecessary. And I read it last year um, as part of a a book group and it, it really impacted me. And I just picked it up again and it's been a nice revisiting of is what's changed in the last year and everything. So that, yeah, that has been an, 
an awesome book. That book has come up twice in the last week. Really? Yes, and hmm. it's it's something I've read, and I have. Uh, if you if you take out the the wheel, yeah, with all the different uh, areas of your life, I have that, and then they have another chart where you go five years, mm-hmm. three, two, one to the right day, Today. right now. So dominoes. Dominoes. Yep, and I have that in um, in my bathroom, so I see that every day. I love it. And I, something that's like one of the books that really hit hard is that one, you know, and then when I look at this podcast, I look at that five years and, and I go back, 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 back mm-hmm. and then map that out. And that has helped me out a lot in a lot of different areas in my life. So yeah. that that is nice. That's funny. I just journaled that with all the areas of your life yesterday, like what thinking through that and writing it. So um, it, it's interesting. <laughs> Very cool. What advice would you give someone that's just starting out in your field? Soak up every bit of knowledge that you can, whether it's just being curious and going and finding books or podcasts or whatever, take everything in that you can. And when someone offers you advice and that may be sometimes in the form of criticism or, you know, telling you how to do something, just soak it all in because it's all pretty valuable. And especially in our industry and marketing and in, and the internet marketing, everything's moving so quickly that if you don't stay on top of it, if you get too set in your ways of, I know how to do this and this is how it gets done, you're going to be behind really quickly. You got to keep an open mind as well as when people are giving you advice and talking to you. And I've done a lot of one-on-ones and I've gotten a lot of challenging questions from other people that maybe sit back and think I'm going, Oh, and sometimes like as entrepreneurs, we have those blinders on and we're so mm-hmm. focused at the task at hand that we miss the what's going on outside. Yeah. And that's, that's really helped me out in this last year is, you know, people ask me tough questions and I'm like, oh, okay. And then you kind of revisit yeah. it and you, you know, take the advice that works for you yeah. and, and then work with it. Yep. Nice. And there's so much information out there. It's, it's, It's a double-edged sword, I think, on that because you can take in so much and sometimes it's a question of are you applying something that you're ready for yet or are you, you know, trying to fit your situation into a a textbook example, but just knowing those examples and knowing a, a breadth of what's going on is, I think, valuable. It is. It is. So what's the one thing that's got you most fired up about the future? I mean, our jobs are pretty secure, which makes me really happy because, like I said, the internet's changing so quickly. I think having the right people on our team has really launched us into staying ahead of trends and understanding, you know, how to serve our clients better and taking that burden off of the business owner of we're going to take care of it. We're going to, you know, advise you and, and tweak your strategy as we see things change. Um, I think that's going to become even more valuable because of the pace of technology. What do you see as far as what's going to be the new technology or the new marketing that you might see that's coming up in the next five to 10 years? I mean, five to 10 years is like a lifetime right now. When you think about we're wearing tiny computers on our wrists and we are carrying, like I wasn't carrying a computer in my pocket when I was a teenager or whatever. So gosh, I can only imagine. I do hope we're starting to see 
specifically in social media, there be a call for accountability. And I think that's going to be an interesting thing where I know a lot of people believe like if you're using the internet to market and sell, you're really just um, putting a bunch of junk out there and it's, it's ruining our kids and whatever. But I really think there's going to be some cool opportunities to do really powerful things using the internet and the connection that the world has to each other. Um, I don't know what that looks like yet, but I, I really think we're swinging in a direction of let's use this for good. Yeah, I totally believe that. And something that I've been uh, reading about and studying about for the last couple of years is storytelling. Mm -hmm. And instead of the, the straight sales of, fact telling mm -hmm. is that a lot of things that we do now, a lot of things I do online and, and through, even through this podcast is telling stories that people can relate to mm -hmm. and come to. And that that's been really powerful because people can interact with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, part of what we do is also just give away the information for free. And it takes, when you think about that as a business owner, it takes a lot of pressure off because it's out there already. Someone is you know, you can learn how to do a podcast anywhere. That's not proprietary information. Nope. You can learn how to market anywhere. So if we look at it more as let's give this information out, help these businesses. And if we can offer the right solutions to them, they're going to, um, they're going to work with us. It takes a lot of pressure off too. You know, it's not so much about how are we better? How do we, what's our list of things that we can do for you? It's, what are you trying to achieve? And here's some great tools to do it. If you need help using those tools, we're happy to be there for you. Nice. I like that. So what's the best way that uh, the listeners can uh, get a hold of your contact room? Sure. Um, our website is filamentwi.com. And you can also find us on social media that way. So Facebook, um, Twitter, I think on LinkedIn, you will have to search filament communication. And if you want to find me, search Kelly E. Andrew. All right, great. on all those platforms. Yeah, <laughs> and as, as always, you guys know that um, I will post this in the show notes. So when we get to that point or as you're listening on her page, you'll be able to contact her for more information. All right, so here we're going to have a little bit more fun and we're going to go through some rapid fire questions. I'm kind of nervous about this part. <laughs> Everybody typically is. <laughs> so I don't tell most people about it. I love it. All right. But before you get to that, you get to ask me one question. Anything you would like to ask? What do you hope to, what do you think this podcast is going to achieve for business owners? It's a great question. Um, this morning was like, uh, I, I mentioned a little bit earlier, was to allow the business owners, entrepreneurs and community leaders that are on the show to be able to share their story uh, with the world and connect with them. So then that way they learn more about the individual behind the business and not just about the business and hear those stories. Uh, this morning at a networking event, um, Paul Grekowitz with Welcome at Services, tells me and it tells the about a hundred people that someone listened to his podcast and then referred another business to Paul and got some business out of it. That's a, that's a success story that I want to hear over mm -hmm. and over and over again. And 
he was able to use this as a tool to promote what he does, but not just the business, but his story behind his business and who he is. And so that way, when, when the listeners are listening to this, they get to know you. They get to know your story. They create that affinity with you. So then that way it's a lot easier to go, you know what, when they go and do business with you, they feel like they know you before mm-hmm. they even do business with you. Okay, I have a second question. So anyone in the world, you go, who would you just be floored if a five-star review of your podcast popped up and it was from anyone in the world? Who? Tim Ferriss. I love it. I love his podcast too. Tim Ferriss. That's been I a got, fan since I, the four hour work. I got week. his book right here. <laughs> and it's something that I've used. Um, I like one of the first books that really got me started and motivated. Uh, the four hour work week. Me too. Um, just, I read that on vacation in, in Mexico somewhere and just started listening to his podcast. And he's been kind of my virtual mentor mm-hmm. of everything that this is about. And so it's been really, really cool to, you know, be able to do this. Yeah. I never thought in a million years as a teenager, I'd be sitting here sure. doing this right now. Plus he's got us drinking mushroom coffee. So I mean, <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> All right. It's your turn. Okay. All right. If you could give a Ted talk about anything outside of your expertise, what would it be? Yoga. Yoga and why? Um, so yoga changed my life. That's the, uh, the short answer. So when I was in my last year before I started the business, I started practicing weekly with a, a certain teacher that just changed everything through not just the physical movement of it, but the teachings. And I ended up going on a retreat with her to Mexico and kind of being adapted into this whole yoga family. And I got to study with a, a teacher from India who... Basically what I learned is I know nothing and it's given me such levity as a business owner and I know that when I when things get crazy and when those voices in my head get a little too uh, negative, I can go back to yoga and it, it really brings everything together for me. That's been one of the hardest exercises that I've ever had to do. Really? It is. I'm not very flexible mm-hmm. and I, I try my best at them and it's been, I, I love it. It's a lot of fun, but out of all the things that I've ever, ex- all the exercise routines I've ever done, that's probably one of the toughest mm-hmm. ones that I've had to, to do in uh, 15, 20 minutes and I'm a sweating pig. Yeah. <laughs> my teacher, uh, my teacher out of Oregon gave me a great comment or compliment once and it was, um, you're advanced, you're an advanced yogi because you know not to push your body past what it needs or what's good. So that was a whole new perspective of achievement for me was advanced yoga is practicing the mental part of it and practicing knowing your body and knowing where you go. Wow. Okay. Uh, Let's see. What is something that's really weird or unsettling that happens to you on a regular basis? Oh, I can't think of a rapid answer to that. Um, I have, I have nightmares. Yep. That's it. Nightmares. That's very vulnerable to say that, that I guess. That is. But and I, I, I tell all these people like that to have people share their stories on the show and sharing it to the world is that uh, takes a lot of courage. Yeah. I, uh, I talk in my sleep and I have like night terrors. So when that happens, it's very unsettling. Wow. <laughs> all right. And if you could have one gigantic billboard, what would it say? I think it would say love each other. Love each other. I like that. And I think that 
uh, I, I really like that because in today in the news and everything we see, we see so much negative stuff. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe there's people are good. Mm-hmm. There's more good people out there and there's more good stories out there to be told than there are bad. Yeah. But it's just unfortunate the the, the media doesn't portray that as much yeah. as it should. I'm reading uh, Marianne Williamson's A Return to Love right now. And it's it just keeps me thinking like everything is about that. We could have a really different world if we all committed to doing everything with that approach, you know, and not letting fear. This is very yogic too, of course, fear versus love. How are you living? And we could just get over our fear of not being good enough and not, you know, stacking up against the competition and our fear of having someone else take, you know, something from us. If we could just live in abundance and love, I think that would be a different world. Sure would. Mm-hmm. I'd be, I'd live in that world. Yeah. Yeah. I think I could probably make a community on that. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's wrap this up. Any last requests for the audience and any last parting words? My business request to all of you business owners out there is go back to the question of the most important things. It's start today. Get yourself out there. Start having a presence online because you're, you're really damaging your future business by not doing it today. And personally, everybody go find a great book and read it and share it with someone. That's good advice. (laughs) That's good. Kelly, I appreciate you being on Local First Podcast. It has been a lot of fun and very educational as always. Thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome. 